At just 21, Rupi Kaur was preparing to self-publish her first collection of poetry, Milk and Honey. It was a collection of poetry and prose about survival, detailing her experiences with violence, abuse, love, loss and femininity. Nine years later, Rupi's passing the pen on to her readers, asking them to join her on her journey of healing through words. Rupi Kaur joins me this morning. Welcome to the program. Hi, thank you for having me. You've released three best-selling poetry collections, an Amazon special, and you're currently on a world tour. But your fourth book, Healing Through Words, is a departure from all of that. It's a guide to writing. Why did you embark on that project? Oof, yes, I embarked on this project not even knowing that you know this this would be my fourth book. And during COVID, I started to do these Instagram live writing workshops. And I've done writing workshops, you know, in the past, but they always happen in real life, usually with a small group of people and it's very intimate. But during COVID, because I was feeling so disconnected, I started doing them online and sometimes 10,000 people would join and they would write with me for over an hour and a half. And that's when I realized that so many of my readers are writers. You know, I didn't know that before. And I was really shocked. They kept asking me, you know, when's the next session? When's the next session? And so I said, why don't, why not put something together to give to them? They've given me so many gifts uh, over the last nine years and healing through words is really a gift to them because they've been using my words to heal. But what I'm trying to do with this book is show them that everything that they need, all the words they need already exist inside of them. For years, you've written about your own experience of sexual abuse as well as uh, violence against women. But in Healing Words, you also explore themes of love and sex. How did that, how did that come about? I was really inspired by the themes of Milk and Honey. My first book was the book that I felt like I was the most free in writing because I wasn't, I didn't even know that I was writing a book and I had no audience. And so I really went back to those poems at a time when I was writing in, from such a raw place. And I started to develop these writing exercises that I felt helped me write those poems. And I wanted to use these writing exercises to allow the reader to go a little bit deeper. I mean, there's so many incredible journals out there but the prompts in this book ask you to sort of look under the surface. What happens when you look under the surface? I think it can be uncomfortable. I, from my readers, I've heard a variety of experiences. Some have said that it's been such a healing journey. It's felt like, you know, therapeutic. And they are now thinking about, you know, using the poems in that they've written to publish their own first book. And then others have said that it it made them realize that things that they thought they had overcome, perhaps they hadn't. And now they want to work on overcoming those again. You're returning to Australia next month as part of your world tour. Here are many poets who tour the world. It's very Beyonce. Uh, what do what do the audience get to see? It is a night full of poetry mixed with music, storytelling, lots of laughs. You know, people are always surprised. Um, actually, I was just in Brazil, and um, this young woman was saying, "You're really funny." I, 
I, I knew you were a fun person, but I just didn't expect that from you. I wasn't expecting to laugh for almost 90 minutes. And I've realized that I've started to use humor as a way to balance out the heavy topics that I discuss in my poetry. And most of all, it's because when people come to my shows, I want them to have fun. I want them to walk away engaged with and loving life. And so I'm really excited because Australia has been super patient. And you know what? They get to have the best version of me because when I started this world tour, it was a new show. And now I'm super comfortable with the material. Your book, Milk and Honey, was wildly praised. But in Florida, some schools are looking at banning it. Your book is among dozens currently under the review. The claim is that parents and community members object to the content. How do you reflect on that? I really often wonder if they've even read the book. A parent must have flipped to a page, seen an illustration without context, and you know decided that this is inappropriate. And I just think about the kids who won't have access to the literature that they need to feel seen and heard. I really feel for them because, you know, they're the ones at a disadvantage. This book banning has been, you know, getting bigger and bigger over the last couple of years and trending toward a very scary direction because in some districts, you know, all three of my books are banned and um, we're seeing that happen more and more. Um, But let's see where it goes. Before I let you go, we're having a sort of global conversation about the use of AI, artificial intelligence. What do you make of its crossover into the arts world? Can you see a world in which AI is publishing poetry? (laughs) I actually thought about that a couple of weeks ago. I'm sure it's going to happen. It's going to start. You know, it's funny because I think it's already happened to me many, many, many years ago. I started seeing this book come up on my Goodreads that looked exactly like something that I would write and had my name on it. It was being sold on Amazon. And what we found out was that it was um, a computer sort of AI had written it and somebody was profiting off of my name. And that's really scary um, because bookstores were actually ordering this book, assuming it was written by me. And so, I mean, that just goes back to the fact that misinformation continues to be on the rise. And that personally really scares me. And I mean, I'm not an expert. I don't know how we're going to move into a place where we can begin to sort of tackle this misinformation. Rupi Kaur, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. And that is poet Ruby Kaur speaking ahead of her Australian tour, and I spoke to her um, previously. And here's Ruby Kaur reading her debut collection of poetry, Milk and Honey, when she stopped by the Triple J Hack Studios the last time she was in Australia. I want to apologise to all the women I've called pretty before I've called them intelligent or brave. I'm sorry I made it sound as though something as simple as what you're born with is the most you have to be proud of when your spirit has crushed mountains. From now on, I will say things like you are resilient and you are extraordinary. Not because I don't think you're pretty, but because I realize that you are so much more than that. And that's best-selling poet Rupi Kaur. Stream any ABC radio station live and on the go. Discover new podcasts, music and audiobooks, all free on the ABC Listen app.